Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shane Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Welcome to Chain Attack. I'm your host Trevor, and I played a bunch of Jupiter Hell last. Uh, and was it, in point of fact, Hell? <laughs> so <laughs> this is—I'll take this little tangent for just a little bit here. I watched a video of a guy playing it, and I don't know if he just like didn't understand the concept, but he died like you know, six or seven times with the first ten ten minutes. In my experience, that game is hard. So I was like. I was a little confused. I thought I was expecting it to be super hard. My first game lasted, an hour, so I I don't know if maybe I just took to it easier. But it, I, I after I booted it up and started looking, at it, I remember how Josh sold it to us, which was that it was a turn-based roguelite um, based on sort of the Doom uh, ethos. Ethos. Um, so sort of a single-player XCOM turn-based roguelite. The part that he didn't mention, at least I don't remember him mentioning, is that each turn is a single key press. So if you want to play the game quickly, <laughs> go, go through the turns very quick. Or you can sit there and you know think heavily about what you're about to do and then click a single key press, which will advance the turn and do the action at which you pushed. It doesn't use the mouse at all. It only uses keyboard. So, for example, the arrows are your movement. You can only move orthogonally. Um, f- firing your gun is the F key. Targeting or switching targets is either tab or the T key. Picking something up off the ground is the G key. Reloading is the R key. I mean, that's it. That's really the entire game. And it's just a matter. And I's your inventory of your skill. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's, it is pretty unique. And that's the only, it's the only turn-based game I've ever played where, where basically you get a single action and your turn ends as soon as you action. And the actions are all a single keeper. Have you guys ever played anything like that? Uh, I mean, not in the modern era. I mean, that that is like, you know, the old ASCII character style roguelites. That's how they were. Yeah. And I wasn't good at them either. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (laughs) It's interesting to me. It's actually quite fun. Um, There's some it can be a little frustrating sometimes. The maybe it's the RNG elements that sort of frustrated me. Yeah. Because I, I could stand in cover using a sniper rifle and have my opponent also standing in cover firing back at me. And it tells you, just like XCOM, what your percentage is. And, and one of the keys is W, which is weight. And you weight, your you aim, essentially, your percentage. So I'd be using a sniper rifle. I'd hit weight. They'd fire at me, miss. I would The percentage would go up to like 65% to hit them. And the percentage to hit me was like, you know, 20%. I'd hit my F key, miss, and they'd hit. <laughs> and I'd be like... That just, it would really frustrate. But anyway, that's Jupiter, if that sounds even. It is a small indie game, so don't expect high production values. Right. And it, and it does crack me up that it has, like, it has a setting where you can turn the cussing. Uh, <laughs> like, brilliant. It has, in fact, it has, 
it has four voice line setting cussing no cussing cheese with cussing and cheese with no and no cheese and no cussing basically <laughs> I mean, that's not the names it gives them but because it's based on kind of the duke nukem dune kind of cheese attitude attitude yeah, yeah. yeah. You, if, you, if that annoys you which sort of blows me away that they and recorded four different sets of the bat uh, um i i don't i i'm jay i don't think that i ever i think we've done trevor this whole time uh so yeah hi, i'm not everyone. that interesting move on okay who 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 else oh, is on the line? uh i'm josh and um yeah i haven't watched dune enough that's my that's my real big issue i have played oh did i tell you guys that on the air i did play the monumental edition of clash of cultures and all it no, really didn't. does is confirm for me that i love civilization games i love them the way trevor hates card games <laughs> so, so, so you have 27 so hours of it in already then Yes, yeah, yeah. That, that's... <laughs> how, how, is it? I can't remember. It's only like max four players. Is it? it is max four. Yes, and you know the the thing three? about the monumental edition. No, it's two. So I I played it two player with my eight year old, and and you know inadvertently taught him that if you're not defending your cities, dad's gonna take them over, and the game's gonna end quick. <laughs> Especially because dad yeah. was playing the Mongols, and he had a lot of cavalry all of a sudden. <laughs> And it's funny because I he's there, we've had a couple conversations in the days since, and he's like he's ready to come back as Carthage and have more elephants ready to fight back. And anyway, uh, excellent. Just Civ games, they're so freaking awesome. That's all. Just just tell him that that is the career path of, of Hannibal. <laughs> ha- yeah. Hamil- Hamilcar came in with not enough elephants, so Sun comes in with elephants. There you go. I forget. Did. Have you ever have we ever played Hannibal Rome versus Carthage, Trevor? Or have you ever no, played it? I've watched. I played it once when I lived in Pocatello, so this was uh seventeen years ago. ago. Yeah. It's so good. Like it there's a reason that it holds up as this like beloved classic, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's just incredibly well done. Let's get a game of Clash of Cult for you. Yeah, man. no, agreed, hundred percent. Because I we've played Clash of Cult, we've never played it. I've never played it. Right. Yeah, and you'll like that because the the sieves and stuff that it adds are pretty are pretty awesome. Yeah, am I remembering right? The original game doesn't really have necessarily. No, powers. there's not unique sieves. There's yeah, yeah. It's everybody starts the same and has essentially the same tech tree to follow. And yeah, so that's it, lame. Give me, yeah. give me, give me yeah. cultures. And it like the expansion, which again, the monumental edition packs everything to one big box, right? But I mean, there's like I think there's like sixteen different civilizations you can be and they each have three unique leaders and they each have four unique techs which the techs are interesting because it's like you get them when you achieve certain of the normal techs and so it it kind of influences the way you might build out your tech tree i mean it, it just does some stuff really cool like and again this is like it's like asking the fat kid if he wants food right like <laughs> i'm like well, yes. Would, could we play something that simulates the rise and fall of human civilization and has a tech tree in it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. Like, so take all that with that particular grain of salt. Right. I, so. I, I subscribe to your newsletter. I, I read all of the you know emails <laughs> that come out about it. I, I, <laughs> I pine to play more of these things. I, yeah. Well, I after our to... um, after our planned American history game day, uh, civilization game day is coming before the end of the year. That's uh, that's what I'm giving myself for Christmas. Before early the Christmas. end of the year. That is, you are. Um, yeah. Uh, you like ambitious. that ambition? Yeah, I'm liking it. 
I'm have, trying have to decide you, if you can fit three in or only two. I think you could fit three, really. Go ahead, have Jay. Have you figured out when we're going to play Unfathomable, Josh? <sighs> no, I guess I haven't. I've been a bad, I've been a bad boy. Okay, well that's your that's your mission. Figure that out. Are we doing Eternals this Friday still? Because we could do it then if we weren't doing Eternals. Uh, you guys are gonna have to. We're gonna have to do it later than you want if you want me. In. Oh yeah, I got you. Yeah, that's the thing. Like Friday afternoons have become a delicious usable resource for me. Uh, it's okay, hard. We for can me talk to about this like, off air. That's yeah, fine. It's it's hard for me to be like, okay, I'm gonna take the next week off. And the Friday <laughs> yeah, before right, it, right. I'm also gonna leave early. Yeah, I mean, there's only so much my bosses. Okay, well, speaking of taking your week off. I, I said I would ask you questions about your week of gaming, but okay. what is right. what's your what's your top three games you're most excited to plow through next week? Um, three that I'm. I presume these are all going to be video games, right? Um, yes. The problem is, is I have a lot. Like, there's a lot. Um, I think I mentioned this on the Discord at one point. Josh bought me a video game like three years ago. It was right in the middle of my school. Jeez. Okay. And I've never played it, and I really want to. So I have a bunch of I have a bunch of Xbox games. I have some PlayStation Five games I have not played. Um, I have a, a Switch game that I have two Switch games I haven't completed, and then I have a bunch of. But what yes, the heck I, I, did I buy you three years ago? Um, Red Dead Redemption Two. Oh my gosh! Okay. And I've, I never I've never played it, and it's like yeah. it's clearly in my wheelhouse. It is something. I've yeah, done, I mean, it I, sounds like a card game. <laughs> I have a lot. So if if I go by form factor, let's start with computer. The one that I feel bad about that I really have not completed, and I've played multiple campaigns into it several times, fairly deep in there. I'm hoping that if I sit down, don't have to rethink about where where I was, and just play it front to end in one week, that I can complete that. Um, I'm afraid this is might... original XCOM, or are we talking yes. XCOM 2? I have that as well, but I've okay. never played it. Okay. Period. At all. In fact, I purchased it and it's never been in. So you're gonna refinish. You're gonna finish your like OG XCOM one campaign, the one that you literally wrote fanfic about. Um, I haven't decided whether I'm gonna try to finish that one or. If oh, gonna... okay. I mean, I it's fine either way. But let's let's face it. I have fond memories of the fan. It was. I mean, I'm not a great writer, and that was some other. That's because XCOM writes amazing stories. Does write amazing stories all on its own. All I had to do was. <laughs> That's right. Um, the other one on computer that I really want to finish is Disco Elysium. I got halfway through. We moved on to other things, and I just never really got back to it. When I did, I was lost. I couldn't remember where I was or what I was looking for. Um, so my plan is to probably restart that and just play straight through. Uh, I might do that one first. Um, the Switch game I really should play is Breath of the Wild. Um, I actually logged into it a few weeks ago, and I remember playing it originally and only playing a little bit till my kids took over. But when I logged in, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I've played a lot more of this than I remember. So that one I should probably finish. Um, the Spider-Man video game on the PlayStation. I'm I impressed with yeah. the level of ambition that you are demonstrating with this list. <laughs> yeah, well, what, how much of this are you actually going to play? <laughs> yeah, like, have you prioritized this? Like, tell me what's happening right now. Jay put me on the spot. <laughs> okay, 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 that's fine. I mean... I should probably put together a list and then prioritize. And the ones I don't get through, I can, you know, readdress in the week of like Thanksgiving. I mean, I have a lot of time off between now and then because that's the way American business works. Um, so. Boy, that would be nice. <laughs> no, yeah, not retail. We weren't. Yeah, not retail. retail. No, you guys must work 24/7, 365 days a year. I'm talking about the rest of. 
Oh, my bad. <laughs> my bad. Um, I don't know. I mean, I basically finished Banners of Ruin. Okay. So, I mean, I I haven't done everything you can do in that game, but I've done a lot. So I'm feeling like I'm I, I feel like I've kind of gained some of my youthful uh stamina for game playing right now, and I I feel like I could probably finish a lot this week. Uh, you do have youthful stamina. I love it. You do have a uh, day of board games planned with Josh. Yes, that is that will get in my way. So uh, Thursday's straight out. No no, no video games there. Although mm, you still have the evening. If I did XCOM on my my iPad, <laughs> <laughs> that's how bad XCOM is. I own two copies of it: one on a computer and one on an iPad, and I haven't. Yeah, that's pretty shameful. <laughs> um. All right. Well, Josh, I um, I I did want you to start. I I mentioned this a little bit in Discord, but wanted you to start planning. I don't know if you have any thoughts yet, but I'm I'm making. I, I've watched Dune enough times, so I was like, I, I need to read the book again. And so I finished uh, the Reluctant Swordsman books, and now I'm rereading Dune. I haven't decided if I'm going to just read the first Dune book or continue on through the other ones. Um, but I've, I've, I said on Discord that the next book I read is going to be selected by Josh. Uh, have, have you narrowed it down any yet? <laughs> I love how dangerously Jay loves to lift. That's what I love about <laughs> this whole thing. I mean, uh, you, you read The Reluctant Swordsman. I can I can read a recommend from you. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I'm trying to remember, but you've read Abercrombie, right? Yes. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I mean... I don't the reason... think I'm up to date on his most recent releases. Uh, sure. The one where he starts to kind of move into the Industrial Revolution. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the reason we were talking about it on the Discord is because I was just lamenting that I don't feel like I have enough time in my life to read all the books that I want to read. I was specifically talking about an author who I've recently started reading, Adrian Tchaikovsky, and I, that probably is the one I'm going to end up choosing because if you haven't read Children of Time yet, like it's such a – I have not. It's such a, a remarkable read, and it's 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 very sci-fi, right? It's which is I'm not gonna say that's unusual, but it feels a little unusual. Um, anyway, I, I'm gonna think just a little bit more because the the other thing is I don't always know everything that you've read or not read. Because the other right, one I yeah. might choose is uh, Spin, which I know you haven't read yet, which is one that I was one of my favorites when I read through all of the um, Hugo Award winners. Uh huh. If you'll remember, yep, and well. Spin is the one where the Earth essentially gets encapsulated in uh, an alien net that makes it the passage of time on Earth billions of years slower than everything that's happening outside of Earth, and so it opens up all kinds of interesting, co- you know, possibilities. But those are my top two, I think, that I can think of right. Okay, well, stew on it some, and uh, we can. I'm excited to read your recommend. There will be much stewing. Um, so news from Discount Games Inc. Uh, the Kill Team Chalnoff box set. Uh, by the time this is posted, we'll be shipping them uh, when you listen, and so get your get your orders in, and and we'll get it shipped out to you. And a fun time will be had by all. What the heck is the Chalnoth? I don't know. It's it is the it Sisters it of Battle versus another faction limited edition box set for Kill Team. Oh, cool. Okay, okay. Um, it looks like some Tau dudes. Okay. Um, all right, so we're going to do two grade gradings today. Um, Dune was the movie so nice, we have to talk about it twice. 
<laughs> we we spent a whole episode talking about it but didn't grade it and so we're, we can go ahead and grade it this time um i did get a chance to so at this point i've i'm well so i've watched the regular version twice in the theater i've watched the imax version and i've watched it on hbo i wanted to watch the 3d version but they've already removed it from 3d at our local theater which made me a little sad they um, basically gone to just one 3D, 3D yeah. theater, and they only use it on release week. Oh, is yeah, that I mean, right? Yeah, the, I think so. Did you say you had seen it in 3D, though, Jay, already? No, I haven't. I wanted oh, to. Oh, you haven't. Okay. But I missed the opportunity, yeah. I'm, which, I, mean, I, I understand why they do it. It's not, basically, if you ever want to go to an empty theater in Idaho Falls, just go to a 3D viewing, because no one wants to pay the extra money for it. So. Plus, I'm an old man, and it freaking hurts my head every time. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, not all the yeah. people really get that. I love it, so it doesn't bother me at all, and I I really enjoy it. But I never go to them because my wife and daughter get almost instant uh, motion sickness. Mm. And my, my wife has watched, to, to to her credit, because of me, she's watched multi- basically all blurry without the, without the glasses just because she you know wanted to be there with me but couldn't stand watching it. With good, gravy, good gravy, she loves you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've quite gone because of it, but there was the yeah. last last two we went to. She tried. It didn't work. She just ended up watching. Um, I Real quick, I will say I didn't think that um, that the IMAX version had wasn't as big of a difference as the normal version as I expected. Really? Um, yeah. And maybe it's I don't know. I don't know if our like I feel like our the sound systems and the theater that most of our local theater at are, are fairly high quality. And so, you know, I don't know if that was part of it, but I would maybe say that the main difference was, is maybe that the sound mixing was maybe slightly better in IMAX where on some of the really loud scenes, you could maybe hear the talking a little bit better or you're not necessarily getting like the, the louds actually didn't feel quite as loud as the normal screens that I watched. Interesting. Uh, and okay. in the normal screenings, the louds are, were very loud. <laughs> how how was it on HBO? Um, so at home, I just have a sound bar uh-huh. and a subwoofer, subwoofer with it, uh-huh. and it is a pretty significant degrade, degrade, degradation of uh, the experience, I would say. Sure, but how? What about the ability to hear the dialogue? Um, it, I would say that's improved. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because I, I have I felt like, on as well. Yeah, I felt like Tenant went the other way around. Like I felt like it was easier to hear the dialogue in the theater, and then when I wa- watched it at home, it was harder to hear the dialogue, almost as though mm. the music was balanced differently on right, digital, right. digital release. And I have both a TV with a sound bar, and it does have surround speakers, but they're little dinkies upstairs. And then I have a sound system on TV downstairs, and it was basically the same in situations. Um, on either one. So, and, and I, I don't know if there's any possibility that they'll come back and fix it later or change them if they ever change. That. That's one that it was so much better. In. And it was not great in the theater, but it was better there. You could actually hear the dialogue. So, so. All right. So, Dune. Let's let's grade. We've talked about it for a show already. We'll talk about it more as we're grading. But let's let's go through the categories. The rubric design first. So I'm assuming we're going to stick to what the the design choice and not the story itself, since. I mean, that feels a little bit like a loaded question because some of the design choices were related to 
story elements or beats either left out or tweaked slightly? I mean, is, would you not yes. say that's that's fair to say? I'm saying that is part of it. Yeah. What I'm saying is we're not judging the we're judging the implementation of it. Okay, yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay, so I guess what are what are your thoughts on that, Trevor? I mean, you guys should go first. You guys are the ones that are far more beloved of this series than I am. Well, I will say out of the gate, and and I said this when we talked in more depth, but I thought that this thing gets incredible high marks from me on design for the actual, like, so first of all, for casting. Second of all, for, like, the scale that they were able to give me with the different ships, with the vehicles, with, you know, um, the... Uh, Gregorian chanting on uh, Segundus, the Sardaukar planet, you know, I mean, I, I just, uh, for me, and, and it's funny because a lot of the conversations I've had with my kids who are also fans are like, oh my gosh, they did such a good job with um, things like the, uh, you know, just how they brought it to screen, the the still suits, the, the characters, the, you know, the ships, the just the feeling of everything. And, and one of the elements I mentioned also is um, I loved the way that they sort of contrasted uh, Caladan with, with Arrakis, right? This lush water filled planet versus the Sandy hellhole that is, that is Dune. Right. I don't know. So I, for me, so they just did so much, right. My, I guess my concern is, uh, you know, how is Jay going to not give tens down <laughs> the grade sheet on this uh which mm-hmm. i don't know maybe i will but um i feel like there's i guess when i talk when i think about design there's two things that jump out at me the first one is that this is a film or this is a book that had the reputation of being unadaptable into movie form yeah and, right, right, right. and and i'm not i'm not this isn't something i'm making up this is you can do a web search of this and it's you know, like find... the curse of the phantom of the opera we'll straight up believe it was unadaptable right and so i feel like they managed to have a successful and, and granted you know one of the design choices that made it succeed is that we are only you know getting half of the story in two and a half hours um which i think was a necessary design decision and is something that is part of why the movie is successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think that's something that's a big, big deal to me. I, I, I feel like he succeeded in filming the unfilmable book or at least the first half of it. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, and then also, I guess also, and, and this is true with, you know, I guess all of the, the movies from this director, but just the visual spectacle of it is so impressive, so stunning. And and then also, I guess I, the third thing that pops to my mind is that when I when I read interviews of uh, um, of this director, um, he, a lot of things he say kind of remind me I'm, I'm having a mind blink right now. The the director of Tenant and. Nolan, um, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, Christopher Nolan. Right. So, you know, Christopher Nolan, uh, one of the things he'll commonly say in interviews is that, you know, he wants to create these movies that are an ode to the movie theater and, and give people reasons to want to go to the movie theater. And uh, the director of this has, has said a lot of the same things and said a lot of the same things about Dune. And 
you know, I, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people who maybe don't like that because they don't like the theater experience that much. But like, if that was one of his design goals, in my opinion, he it's a, a 10 success <laughs> in achieving that goal because it is yeah. it is an experience that is improved by seeing in the movie theater. So for all those reasons, and because I'm a huge fanboy, uh, it's getting a 10. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I didn't say my number, but I agree with Jay on design specifically. It is a 10, like the choices they made execution, you, you know, just so much of that came together in all the right ways. Real, real quick. One thing, if, if you're interested in seeing more and like just the level of thought that, uh, was put into the design of this film. There's a YouTube, you can do a Google search or YouTube search for uh, the director. That's about a 17 minute clip talking about the scene where, uh, Paul puts his hand in the box and, you know, that whole scene and all the design decisions that, that went into making that scene. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's very interesting, but it's also, I guess, kind of reveals just how much thought went into, all of the decisions that were made with this movie. That's awesome. Okay. Trevor, what's, <laughs> what's your grade? So I'm going, I'm going to go from by saying that I think that this movie is a 10 and then I'm going to back it up with why I think it's a 10. So one of the things that I noticed and some people noticed was some of the symbolic things that were scattered throughout and not all of them I understood. Um, but some of them I read articles about later and it just kind of clicked and I was like, wow, that's really amazing that they, you know, decided to do that when the traditional approach from Hollywood was you, you audience are too stupid to get that stuff. So we're not going to waste our time. And I've always hated that feeling. And I also hated the, the, the thing that you've repeated, which is, this is the unfilmable book. I feel like that, 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 that gets used a lot of times, and it, it got said of Dune many times, but I think they use it as an excuse because many books are written on an intellectual level where the standard right. schlock from Hollywood um, is not written on that same level. And and the truth is, is the people who love stories, they're the same people. You know, maybe maybe they don't necessarily like going to movies because they enjoy books better, or maybe the, the vice versa. But but the average person really isn't as dumb as Hollywood thinks they are. <laughs> So, anyway, I, I, uh, I mean, my counterpoint. Let's say the average moviegoer. How about that? Have Have you ever met humanity? <laughs> We've discussed this before. I have more faith in humanity than you probably believe. Okay. Anyway, and the truth is, is if you would have asked me that question twenty years ago, thirty years ago, I would have told you that people are stupid. So I've <laughs> I've grown. I'm getting better. Okay. Uh, but anyway. It, I think that one of the reasons why they say that this is an unfilmable book is because of the amount of internal dialogue that is yes. in the book. And that internal dialogue is not said. In, it is expressed yes. in various ways. And I think that the director did a very good job of taking that internal dialogue and finding ways to express it in other ways. Right. And that's not an easy thing to do, but he has done it quite well. Yes. And there's also one of the common things that screenwriters talk about is that, or authors in general is that you want to show and not tell and that's that's something that happens throughout this movie as well very effective so the one thing i'm going to talk about that i didn't catch because i haven't read the other books and didn't really know the backstory was the story of paul's grandfather dying during a bullfight yeah 
So that's not told in the original book, but it is a big part it of the symbolism. It is told in the original book. Is it? But it's, I don't, yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember It's in that. passing. Never. I mean, it's, it's kind of in passing, yeah. It's a big yeah. deal of it. Yeah. Well, it's much It's actually, big... it's more prominent in the movie, oddly, than <laughs> in in the book, yeah. Yeah, by a significant margin. Yeah. 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 In, yeah. Like, in the see... book, they're basically the main part that you've, how you hear about it in the, the book is when they're moving to uh, households Arrakis. to Arrakis. Um, basically, Lido and Jessica get in an argument over where they're going to hang the bull that is basically the stuffed bull that killed his father. Yeah. So in the movie, it's everywhere. Uh, the symbolism yeah. of it is is shown in a small uh, knickknack that goes on the mantle, the bullhead, the discussion about the grandfather and how he died. I mean, it's everywhere. The portrait and, of the grandfather. Yeah, the portrait of the grandfather. And um, basically, Dennis Villeneuve, he used the symbolism, which maybe it's very light in the book, but he decided to hang his hat upon it, is the symbolism of them taking on the impossible task. Grandfather tries to fight the bull, dies. Father tries to fight Arrakis and the Harkonnens, dies. Son tries to also take on the planet and loses his soul in the fight that, where he makes his first kill. And it, Paul is lost at that point, and he loses his fight. So that, and as I read about that, somebody else's, and I don't, and it's not really a theory because all of those things are said. In fact, even in the fight, it's mentioned in the movie about how he's never killed a man. And he has all these visions about him dying at that point. Um, so, I mean, it's very clear that that's there. But I didn't catch it after watching the movie a few times. I mean, it kind of got it. But it wasn't until someone else explained it to me that I understood. So, anyway, there's just so much about it that is done right that, that takes multiple viewings to see. And that's why it's a nice. Real quick, um, this, uh, th I guess this kind of goes in, in the design area. But one of the one of the comments that... Eric Lang made on Twitter is that, you know, he said that he thought that they did a very good job on the book um, adaptation and that the movie's good, uh, but you know, the book is old and it does, it is a product of its era. Um, and he said, one of the things that he would have enjoyed would have been if in, instead of, instead of the story being told from the viewpoint of Paul, if it was told from the viewpoint of the Fremen, and Which it almost felt like it was going to do that at the start with, you know what I mean? Like Channy's like the, the sure, yeah. voice yeah, over yeah, yeah. the beginning, but anyway. And I think that there probably would have been riots, riots in, the, in the streets from the nerds over that. But um, I guess, what, what, what do you think of that potential approach to the material? Mm, I'm, uh, it would be interesting. I, I, <laughs> Because of who I am, I'm not as interested in that as probably smarter people would That's be. That's what we got. Yeah. Yeah. I am perfectly okay. happy to have this, like, very well done adaptation. I. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's the next category? Time management. So I'm just going to disappoint Jay out of the gate and say that I'm willing to give this a slightly lower score than 10. I will say nine because we don't do decimals. <laughs> and and I'm I'm only saying it sort of as a a nod to especially people who maybe haven't seen it or didn't read it. You know what I mean? Like all those kind of good people like who might feel that the pacing is a little slow in some in a couple parts. Like okay, I just so... want to acknowledge that feeling and say that I can understand why you would feel that way. 
and part you know for me i'm like yeah but it's the right pacing the fact that okay, they so did let me, parts is right etc cetera, etc cetera. let me give you the counterpoint josh <laughs> or, or the, less. the the argument that you should have made as to why it's potentially a nine instead of a ten okay uh okay so why wasn't this four four and a half hours <laughs> for the first half <laughs> which which is going to be the director's cut, you know, whatever. But Oh, uh, there will be a director's cut someday, won't there? Where I will a, get like at least thirty minutes of the little desert of the Maldib rat, right? I will and get I think, I'll I get think to see it zoom in on its life. ears and its tail and then its cute little paws, <laughs> right? I, I think someone said that they have like they could easily do ten hours of, of footage of this first movie. But that's amazing. I mean I don't know. I I understand. Are you that saying that that's people... why you will give it a nine, Jay? Well, um, like I understand that there are people who want every movie to be ninety minutes, and that when a movie hits two and a half hours, it's it's. <laughs> These are the same people who buy all of Michael Bay's the tickets to all of Michael Bay's movies, right? Yeah, I understand. But for myself, uh, two hours and thirty five minutes felt like a pretty good compromise of needing to have a film that is commercial and able to sell tickets <laughs> yeah, right. and uh, the length of the movie that I actually want. When we were kids, the um, Hollywood would frequently put out book ap- adaptations and they would be 90 minute, two hour things that basically were abominations when it was compared yes. to the book. Cause they gutted the book, right? Yeah. It's Cause they gutted the book and they've done that for many, many years. And, and the truth is, is we've all, all of us have complained about them, especially those that have read the book. And I think maybe they're starting to catch on that. Hey, if we take a beloved book like Dune that really needs at minimum five hours to tell the story, and then we cut it down to a single two hour movie, we're going to alienate all the people who should be on our side. Also, and I'm curious. Also, then the money much, printer doesn't go burr, burr, burr as much as it should. Yeah. I'm kind of curious how much of this can kind of be laid at the, the feet of Game of Thrones or some of the. Oh, you, you mean Lord for like Rings? making it seem possible, you're saying? Sure, Lord of the Rings, too. Yeah, I, I think Lord of the Rings set the, the, the path long before. I mean, sure, certainly Game of Thrones grabbed the torch and kept going. And we have a lot to thank it for. But I, I hope that trend continues. Because if you would have said to me, this is a two-hour movie or a 90-minute movie of Dune, and we're doing the entire book in one shot, I would have been... I, I probably wouldn't even gone. So with pacing in mind, I I do like movies that are a little bit faster than this, but those are not movies based on book adaptions. Those are screen written to be moved to have right. that pace i don't think you could give this book its justice by making it any faster i think he's going at the probably the fastest he can go and still give the book right it's i mean what the thing that's difficult is that if you look at the movie and you start asking okay so you want to get this shorter yeah, what, what are, are you going cut? to cut mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's a very difficult <laughs> question to answer so if i if i talked you up to a 10 josh <laughs> <laughs> wait i thought you were saying it's a nine because it's not long enough jay uh, well like in its in its perfect form it will be longer but i don't think that it was very reasonable that it was the, the theatrical release uh, was going to be longer than perfect form <laughs> so because i'm not i'm not going to give it a 10 either and that's because we're judging a film not necessarily okay and I do think that it 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 moves just a little bit slow, and I'm fine with that personally. But um, 
I and they I like maybe it maybe could have cut one or shortened some of the spice vision scenes. Um, or it could have made them a little more intense or quick. Um, there's yeah. some things I think that could have been done to maybe speed it up. But this this the book is a slow burn. You can't do too much. Right. And still keep the the feeling of the book. Right. But I think that you know I think you could have made the movie longer, packed in a punch, uh, especially with the Father Baron like just a couple of times. And and those were decisions it did, he made. I, right. I did I did read something from the director saying that the second book is going to have much more screen time with the Harkonnens. Which is funny because in the book it seems like you get a lot more Harkonnens in the first half. Do I misremember that? That's how I remember it too. I mean, yeah, I mean there, the most yeah, there they're peppered throughout them plotting. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean the last half mustaches. is especially the last yeah. say <laughs> the last third really focuses in on the Fremen. Yeah, and, and I mean what yeah. you're really seeing in the um what you what what's interesting that he does a good job of in the movie is you basically see the outcome of the Harkonnen, right? Like Right. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was pretty cool, pretty well done that way too. So anyway, uh, so as the movie goes, I think that it could have been sped up a little bit. I'm going to give it a, I think that, but I'm very tolerant. So sure. Yeah. I think the average person. I'm going to stick with my nine, Jay, just so that I can okay. guilt-free give tens for everything. <laughs> okay. Next, next topic. <laughs> Category. Uh, repeatability. Ten. I'm going back as many times as I can. <laughs> I mean, there's not. <laughs> the only way I could score repeatability lower is if I were grading my own ability to repeat. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's my fault. I mean, it's not your fault, dude. I've I've seen it three times in the theater so far. I'm still expecting I'll probably see it four or five total times in the theater. So I marvel at your power. Um, I've seen it twice in the theater. Uh, I haven't seen it on HBO yet, but I was planning on doing so. I'll probably do that maybe this coming weekend. But um, for me, I just don't really. The story itself is not enjoyable. It is for my co-host. So I, I'm going to say maybe a seven. I do think that it, there's a lot of um, details and interesting things you can find that I will lay at the feet of the uh, director. Um, uh, people who put in all the effort to design the stuff they do. there's just so much there to look at um, and see. So that's the part that gives it repeatability. But I, I'll be honest, it's not ever going to make it into my top ten rewatched movies. Sure. Um, so sorry. On to on to fun then. Sure. So fun. Um, see, for me, I'm rating this by the number of aneurysms I almost had with just pure glee. So it's a 10. Because that's, <laughs> that's the number of aneurysms I just... I mean, fun is a strange word because I don't know that I would say Dune and this movie are fun per se, but... Yeah, you're, well, the word you're looking for is probably like pure delight or something like that, right? I mean, it, it, it was... After my first viewing, it, I almost felt euphoric wow um, <laughs> like all like my mind was racing thinking about the movie uh I, I went to the grocery store went through the self-checkout lane and walked off without paying until the attendant was like hey you should pay for your stuff shut up and that's I was like, not a real story is it that is 100 percent a true story <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh that I, is I, delightful. I didn't want to say i'm sorry i just saw I just dune, saw dune. <laughs> And you it's should've. all I can think about. That story would be perfect at that end. <laughs> Instead, I was like, I'm sorry that I look like a thief who's just trying to steal groceries by checking out and not paying, which seems like a really bad method of stealing. But We're going to change your name to Jay Valjean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
so yeah. Okay. So you're giving it a ten in it for eu- euphoria inducement, Jay. Is that accurate? Sure. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Trevor. Um. Uh, so I enjoyed the ships, the imagery, the armor, just all the the things that I found enjoyable with it. Now, as far as fun, you know, it's not a comedy. It's not a um, high-paced action movie. It's a bit of a, like I said, it's a slow burn. So, but I think it does all of what it's trying to do. Well. So yeah. I, I don't know, but fun is this something i would take the whole family to and be like hey, we're gonna go have some fun maybe not although my 10 year old said he really enjoyed it so that sort of surprised me what so a good test for my 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 slight criticism of the pace and the lack of potential fun because it's a more serious story um my 10 year old loved it so that's got to say something okay overall watching a 10 year old no kidding <laughs> well actually i should look up let's see 84 when the Lynch version came out, I was eight. <laughs> so I have very fuzzy impressions of of Dune mm-hmm. from that so did you, era. Did you see the Lynch movie before you read the book? I did, but I didn't know what I was seeing. It was like, no, oh, I'm did. on the floor <laughs> playing with my demons. <laughs> okay, all right. Fun, fun. <laughs> I mean, the only people who knew what they were watching, well, I'm not even sure the book readers. Right. Those of us who saw it before. Definitely didn't know. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I have this memory of like sitting, you know, I'm sitting on the floor. My dad probably decided that he wanted to be watching it. And all I remember is the, the, the scene I remember is they've got the, um, like the training robot, essentially they're doing the fighting, um, with that training robot. Uh huh. So anyway, <laughs> I remember the first so time is- I saw one of the Mentats from the Lynch film. Uh-huh. Yeah, having yeah. no no clue what they were, and the, that film basically explaining even less than this film does. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a. Why is that guy wearing lipstick? He's got a really <laughs> weird hairdo. I don't understand. This is this is overall. Overall, yes. So ten I'm, for okay, me. Okay, well, yeah, I'm obviously ten. Really surprising, no one. Let's just hear what number yeah. Trevor wants to use. Uh, I'm a I'm a really big Dennis Villeneuve fan. Um, I would. If you ask me which one movie I'd rather watch, this is probably the third of these of the ones that I like. Of um, his, you're talking about yes, specifically. I would rather okay. watch. I, I would rather watch Arrival. I would rather watch Blade Runner 2049. But that's not. I'm surprised. A I'm surprised that you wouldn't rather watch Sicario as well. Um, I didn't know that was his. Oh wow! You pulled one a, of the Sicario movies. You you full Josh Wheeler on the that first one, one, Trevor. Uh, one second. Uh, yeah, I thought that you knew that. <laughs> I no, I didn't. I mean, maybe I've mentioned it before, but um, I probably read it off of IMDb. Uh, That's the first one. It. Yeah. Um. So that one's a little bit. That one purposely makes you feel uncomfortable. It's not an easy yes. rewatch. Um. So yeah. that one, I would not rather re. I'm, I think it's a great movie, but it does it puts you in an uncomfortable position on purpose. Um. And uh, I just I don't know that I'll ever rewatch that one. Yeah, maybe okay. some someday I will. But yeah, I I will rewatch Dune. I'm I enjoyed it, but I think that the fun factor of Arrival, the fun factor, are higher to touch them. Overall, I think that he's a great spectacle. It's amazing. I love. I did it does the book justice. Hard. Those are all glowing reviews, but it's just not my cup of tea. And even the book quite as. Much. So final score. I'm hearing. I'm hearing that as a nine. Is that right? <laughs> Six from Trevor. Yeah. No, 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 no. He feels about the Dune movie like he does card game. I mean, I I thought Blade Runner 2049 is is probably one of my all-time favorites. Like sure. I would, I would give it a 10. I think Arrival's probably has some issues with it that I 
bother me a little bit. I'd probably give just okay. I'd say maybe an audience. Uh, audience, I think is a really interesting yeah. question. Like, because <laughs> this is gonna be interesting. Like this weekend, I'm gonna see it with two of my daughters. One who had just finished reading the book. One who has not okay. read the book, but is a giant Timothy Chalamet fan. Um, and has played the board game. The, okay. the most recent board game. So I, I'm really interested to see their reactions. This is also the daughter. The daughter who hasn't read the book is also the one who, you know, watched Queen's Gambit full series without me knowing. Got through most of Squid Game before I, ah. like, I think we should shut that down. So she's got some grim taste. She's probably going to be like, why didn't Beast Robin behead more people on camera, Dad? <laughs> why, did, why did it just kind of show the peripheral of it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's going to be like, this is a lot tamer than Squid Game, Dad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was going to say, the audience is really anyone who loves Euphoria in their life, right, Jay? <laughs> I mean, Brian Brian's uh, review of it was, it was fine. <laughs> Which was kind of what I expected. Yeah. Uh, but... I mean, it's a good I, I, science fiction movie, in, right? Isn't it yeah, fair in general, to say that? if it's the type of thing that interests you, then you'll probably like it. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, if you watch the trailer and you're like, eh, I don't get it, then then don't go, I guess. I don't know what yeah. to say. I, I wonder if I had if I'd never seen the Lynch movie, if I'd never read the book, if I'd never seen if, – if you just took me, a huge sci-fi fan – sat me in the seat in the theater and watched it for the very first time asked me how I right uh, you know I wonder if if I would have a higher opinion of it. I don't know yeah it's not something you could actually answer yeah well uh, is that all the categories no I mean go or no go but I think that's fairly obvious at this point yeah yeah uh well our intention was that this was going to be half an episode on dune and half on something else but um, oh foolish optimist the dune content must flow and flow it did so i so I, I have excited. no regrets i didn't i blame the discord for this but i do have a copy of the dice must flow uh print and play game uh winging its oh, way to to my uh home which i also at that same time ordered a box that i can put my copy of uh the game crafters founding fathers in. oh there you go win win <laughs> all right well I, I uh, am I loving this... the the new world of Dune memes. Oh yes, yes. 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 The resurrection of dank Dune memes, delightful. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let us know what you guys think of Dune and everything Dune related, and post Send us on your this modern dank Dune memes. Media. Yes, all of those things. Yes.